This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. We have a great show lined up for you today. It's a show that most of us can identify with and some are living right now. Every year in the United States, there are over 3 million incidents of reported domestic violence. Every year, 4,000 victims of domestic violence are killed. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, 95% of assaults on spouses or ex-spouses are committed by men against women. Nearly one-third of the women who seek care from hospital emergency rooms are there for injuries resulting from domestic violence. Today's guest will be sharing the facts about domestic violence. We have Corinne Regoza, Community Development Volunteer Coordinator for New Life Center, and Jenna Wilson, Outreach Coordinator for New Life Center. Welcome to the Father Matter Show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right out the gate. What is domestic violence? Domestic violence is a behavior of uh, power and control over a victim. So in most cases, it is men taking power and control over the victim, which is a spouse, a wife, a girlfriend. And, yeah. And Corinne? Uh, domestic violence is about the power and control. It's about the control an abuser has over someone that they're living with. Um, sometimes that's the hardest thing for women to overcome. They lose themselves in it. It's about emotional abuse, too. What made you want to work with victims of domestic violence? Um, well, I'm actually a teen survivor of domestic violence. Um, I was about 13 years old, mm -hmm. and I got out when I was about 19. So I have a lot of passion for victims that are going through this. It's the hardest thing to do to walk away. And why do you say that? Um, they just have that control over you. You lose yourself, like I said, you know, and you feel like you're nothing without them because that's what they have you believing. Mm. What are the characteristics of batterers and victims? For victims, anyone can be a victim of domestic violence. There's no characteristic. Doesn't um, doesn't discriminate. So it could be your next door neighbor. It could be your teacher. It could be someone at church that you. Um, that you know. So it could, a victim could be anyone. And um, as far as abusers, there's a lot of different characteristics of abusers. Like I said before, that characteristic of power and control. So um, the abuser can control a victim through a lot of different ways. And it doesn't have to just be physical. There's a lot of ways that someone can control you emotionally. So through um, threats and coercion, manipulation, um, verbal abuse, so put-downs, making you feel bad about yourself. Um, and a big characteristic of abusers is they blame their victim for their behavior, they deny their behavior, or they minimize their behavior. So the victim feels like, okay, maybe I'm overreacting, or maybe this is my fault, not his. And so it can really change how a victim feels and the way that they think. And so 
Yeah, it's pretty powerful. And I mentioned that you two work with the New Life Center. Share a little bit about New Life Center. Absolutely. New Life Center is a domestic violence shelter. We have 104 beds that we're able to offer women and children. We're actually one of the few shelters that can also accept teenage boys, so over the age of 13. I have three teenage boys myself, so I could just imagine what a mom would go through if she has to leave her children behind. There's no way she would do it. So at least they don't have to make that decision when they come to us. They're with us for probably about 120 days. The average day, though, is about 33 days. Within that time frame, they're getting jobs for the very first time. They're getting their own apartments. They're really getting back on their feet and you know, managing their own checkbooks and starting to live that violence-free life. Is it just one center, or you have them around the state? We have one center. One center. Mm-hmm. And also through New Life Center, we have an outreach program that provides services in the community for victims of domestic violence who may not need shelter, but they need that support services. So we provide um, individual advocacy as well as support groups throughout the West Valley and the community. That is awesome. Your program states 95% of the families don't return back to uh, violent environments. How do you track their progress? Well, the way we track that is that when they get ready to exit. So we sit down with them. They've done their safety plans. um, They're ready to exit. Now, they're either moving into their own apartments or into transitional housing. So we know where they're going once they leave our center. Um, And then, you know, you have that 5% too that's not necessarily coming back to the center, but that is moving to maybe with family members, but still getting out of that abusive environment. Now, we do see a few returns, but it's actually a small percentage that we see come back to the center. Mm -hmm. So, Corinne, you shared a little bit at the top of the show. You, too, were a victim of domestic violence. Yes. We've got people listening to us all over the country right now, and someone really needs this support. How and what are you saying to her right now? Um, just, it was hard. Um, he was actually taken away from me, was sent to jail, so that's kind of how I was able to walk out. It was really hard. My family doesn't know about it. I don't really talk to them about it. It's the hard thing for me to talk about. Um, just, you can do it. It's, it is the hardest thing for you to leave, but you have the strength and you can walk out that door. And just one family member, that's all it takes is to say, yes, I'm here for you no matter what. And I'll help you get out. But you gotta you gotta let them know what's going on. You do. You have to tell them what's going on because you know you don't realize it, but you really are keeping that to yourself. And so people looking at you, they can't tell you're in an abusive environment. You know, because mine was more emotional, a few physical, but really it was breaking me down. And so you don't show it. You have a certain way you're going to act around other people. So so you just said emotional. So domestic violence is not giving you a black eye. No. It's not just about physical abuse. It's about emotional abuse. It's about verbal abuse. There's so many other ways that you can be abused by someone. It's not just about the punching and stuff. And sometimes emotional abuse has much longer-lasting effects than physical abuse because it affects your self-confidence and um, who, you, who, what you think about yourself, your self-worth. Um, and so a lot of the times victims have a long time or it takes a long time for them to recover from that type of damage rather than the physical damage. Mm. Now, sometimes, what are, I know we, we talked about the characteristics of both the batterer and the victim, but how do you get sucked into this? How does it start off with, you know, the first date is flowers and dinner, and by the fourth date it's why are you wearing that outfit? And, and how do you get sucked into that? Um. It kind of sneaks up on you, really. It's, you know, it doesn't really jump from one date to the next. It's just kind of small little things here and there. Then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're just, 
you're stuck in this circle and you know it's this power control that they do and they abuse you they say things to you they may hit you and then all of a sudden they're sorry and I'll never do it again and forgive me and then they call that the honeymoon stage and that's kind of what you're in for a while and then all of a sudden something happens again and so it's just this huge circle that's going around and around and you don't really realize that you're in it until it's sometimes a little too late and then you're how do I get out of this we we do a lot of workshop for men at Father Matters, the Father Men Father Matters workshops, and we cover domestic violence, alcoholism, pornography. We get really, really deep. And some of these men, they say, you know, they saw their dad do it. They saw their big their older brother do it. It's kinda like a generational hold. It's like they think, Well, if grandpa did it, if my dad did it, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. And a lot of times, is it that their victims are almost like the same type of women that their brother or their dad had? Yeah, so domestic abuse is a learned behavior. So um, I think it's 80% of boys who grow up in that household where there is abuse going on, whether they're watching their mother be abused or they're being abused themselves, they have an 80% chance of becoming that abuser. And so that's really a strong number and then, you know, the same goes for, for girls who are in that household. They are learning that those, like, gender roles. Okay, mom is being very passive, and she's letting these things happen. Dad is the controller. And so there's these gender roles that girls can learn that the men are the aggressors. They control, and, and they could live their lives that way for the rest of their life. I, and, and, I, and I appreciate you touching on that, Jenna, because I also share with the men, most, I, I have the guys raise their hands. I say, raise your hand if you want your son to be the same type of man that you are to your kids. It can be, and, and these, these workshops are intimate, so we keep it between 40 and 50 men at a time. It's not a conference. It's We want everyone getting involved. And slim to none, those hands go up. They do not want their sons to be the same type of father to their kids that they are. And then I ask them, if you have daughters, raise your hand. They all raise their hand. They're proud. And I say, how many of you would want your daughters to marry the same type of man that you are? And again, the hands really don't go up. And we share that most, most boys will grow up to be the type of man that we are. And most girls will grow up to marry or be involved with the type of man that we are. So like you said, it is, it is learned behavior. So... And, and then I saw some statistics where they say, well, you most kids who grow up in abusive homes most likely would not be involved in domestic violence type of situations, but they most likely get involved in domestic violence. The, 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 the girls grow up to be teen girls, they grow up to be women who end up in abusive mm-hmm. situations, and the boys grow up to be boys, teen boys, and dads. What do you think that cycle is all about? What do you think is going on with that? I think it's generational, like we mentioned, and then um, I think that there's a lot of things in our society that makes it okay to um, be controlling or have this jealousy, and so on top of how these kids are growing up in their homes, then we have TV and media that's saying, this is okay, You you can yell at your girlfriend, or you can stalk them on Facebook or whatever that might be. And so it's a combination of all these things that are now developing abusers or victims. And Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I watch my teenage boys and everything like that and how they are on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And I just kind of, I 
I know who their friends are and everything like that. And I just see some of these things that they're going on. And I think it does. I think it helps a lot to kind of bring that behavior out because it allows maybe the boyfriend to get a little bit more jealous. Like, why did you post that picture? And so they think, oh, they care about me. You know, he's Mm. he's not being jealous. Oh, he just cares about me. Touch on that a little bit from a woman's side because women think that's cute at first. Oh, yeah. That's kind of where I started. You know, I thought it was cute. I was this awkward little teenage girl, short hair, kind of a tomboy. And this boy liked me two years older. And I thought this was great. First real boyfriend. And uh, just kind of went that way. And I thought he's giving me all this attention. And then he graduated. Well, that's when it started to get a little bit bad. So, yeah, we, we... we like the attention, but not always attention's good attention. You know, you got to be careful with that. And you say it got bad. How? He um, got more controlling us when I noticed controlling. I had to, you know, he would pick me up for school, drop me off at school. Um, pretty much my whole day was spent after school with him, knowing where I was and stuff like that. So he just didn't really like me out of his sight, but could do whatever he wanted to do. Mm. I couldn't. And that's also happening in adult situations right oh, now absolutely. as well. Mm-hmm. Do uh, can New Life Center accommodate men who are the victim in domestic violence cases? Yes, we can accommodate men. Um, unfortunately, not in our shelter setting, but in the outreach program, we can provide um, services in the community for a man who is identifying as a victim of domestic violence. Um, they can come and speak with an advocate and discuss their situation, safety plan, figure out what their options are as far as if they do want to get out of the home or if they're already out of the home. What's their next step? And then just provide the support services. You know, let them know that they're not alone. And there is a lot of men. And unfortunately, they don't come forward. So I I do the support groups in the community. And if I could have an all-male support group, I would. But I last year, I only got three men who contacted me to get services through the outreach program at New Life Center. And that's definitely not representative of who's actually being abused as far as males in our community. And that's just it, because the men are like, I can't call the police. They'd say, man, why did you let that happen? Or what? And But the fact is, like I said, 95% is the crime committed against women from men. So there are men seeking help, asking for help. And, and is it just as much help and support for men out there as it is for women? So there's definitely not as many men asking for help. But... There is support through our agency, and I think as time goes on, there's going to be more support towards men because it's it's not just a woman issue. I mean, most of the victims are women, um, but we need to serve everyone who's a victim. And so there are services out there, and they're not alone. That's important for them to know. Wow, that's awesome. You're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims, and today's guests are Corinne Rigoza and Jenna Wilson of New Life Center, and they are sharing facts about domestic violence. We'll hear more for, from Corinne and Jenna after this. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters mentoring programs for families, which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. 
Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. Hey, Father Matters Show family, will you show us some love? We want the Father Matters Show to be your community and family resource program by providing you right now answers for right now issues. Become a Father Matters Show champion by liking Father Matters on Facebook. If you miss us Saturday night, log on to blogtalkradio.com, soundcloud.com, or fathermatters.org and share the Father Matters Show with your friends and family. Thank you. And we're back with Corinne Regoza and Jenna Wilson of New Life Center. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. Corinne and Jenna, I read that women who leave their batterers are at a 75% greater risk of being killed than those who stay. Why is that? Uh, that's the scariest time for them. That's when the abuser lost their power and control over their victim. And so now they're going to do whatever it takes to find them, to get them back. And so that's usually the most um, irate time. So to find them and get them back and 75% chance of getting killed? Yes, um, that's the most lethal time of an abusive relationship. When that victim leaves, the abuser loses control, like Corinne said, and they will do anything to get that control back. And sometimes it turns into a homicide type of situation. That's why it's important. When they come into our shelter, New Life Center, they have when they first get there, they have 72 hours where we do not want them to leave. That's when we safety plan with them and make sure that this is the safest location for them. And so we keep them secure for that like first three days. And so we really know that once they leave or they're out looking for jobs, that they have had a safety plan, that they know what they're in each situation, what they're going to do to stay safe. Now, we talked about the victims on both sides and you shared because a lot of men would be like, you know, we're always hearing about domestic violence, the men against the women. And you shared there is support for men. The men need to step up and go get it. Yes. Okay. But at the same time, what about the men who are committing these crimes? What what can be done out there? When we get deep with the guys in the workshops, you know, we make them unzip their hearts and get real and deal with their insecurities and all this. What else can be done? What else do New Life Center do? Um, our focus at New Life Center is solely working with the victims, but okay. there are programs that work with batters and to help them overcome these behaviors that they learn. These behaviors that they learn, they might not want them, but that's all they know. And so it's up to them to want to change, to really look deep down in, like it sounds like you guys do at your workshops, to say, you know what, I don't like the way that I'm acting, and go and get that help. And there is help out there. There's a lot of programs. Um, and so if they want to change, there's definitely that opportunity to change. Corinne, you mentioned earlier that as a teenager, you was in domestic violence. Why is teen domestic violence today on the rise? Um, I think kind of what we were talking about, how they think it's a girl might think it's cute 
that he's telling her, hey, I don't want you wearing those shorts today. I don't want you talking to that person. Oh, he loves me so much. He just wants me off for himself. Um, they don't realize that's the start of what can turn into a really bad situation, and it's not cute. I always tell teenagers when we go out there that love does not hurt, and if someone loves you, they're not going to hurt you. They're not going to hit you. They're not going to make you feel bad about yourself. You know, I'm 36 years old, and I'm still trying to deal with my self-esteem issues. It's something that stays with you. I'm 46 and still dealing <laughs> with self-esteem issues. As a mom speaking to another mom, because we got a lot of moms listening, mm-hmm. and her daughter is going through this, her 14-, 15-year-old daughter, what are you saying to that other mom, like, as a sister right now? Because even moms are afraid to tell their neighbors and coworkers that their daughter oh, is the victim. What, what are you saying to her right now? You know what? It's about not only being her friend. Yes, you want her to know that she can trust you, but just you really need to listen to her. It's probably really, really hard for her to come up and, and tell you that, hey, mom, I'm in a bad situation. He's hitting me. He's telling me this. You just got to be supportive. Your first instinct as a mother is to swoop your child up, hold them tight to you, and not let anyone, you know, just put this protector barrier around them and say, nope, you can't touch them. But they do need to fight for themselves, too. Um, they need to stand up because once they can stand up for themselves and say, look, you're not going to do that to me anymore. I don't have to take it. Then she knows that, you know what, I, I have this. I have my power and control back. No mm-hmm. one else can take it from me. Just listen. Listen and just help guide them the way that they need to. Let them know that they can come to you for anything, no matter what it is. What about supports for the moms whose children are victims or Absolutely. The, the batterer? They can actually get in contact with Jenna, too, um, outreach coordinator, and if they're ch- they know their daughter's in that and they need some help, definitely call. Call places. Um, they can call the New Life Center and talk to Jen, and she can help them find some resources for them or just, they are welcome to come to her groups and meet one-on-one. So we'll make sure the moms are going to get the help to help their kids. Now, we got listeners all around the country. Can they still contact you and maybe you can help them in their city or in their state? Absolutely. How, how, what number would they call? So they can call our main number, which I'm sure you'll post on the website. Um, and if I can't get the information that they need, I will direct them to someone who can. So just call. Do you have the number right now? Yeah. What is it? It's 623-932. Four four oh four. Okay, we're gonna say it again at the end of the show. Okay, and 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 November twenty first. Well, well, first of all, let's let's acknowledge we just came off of domestic violent month, which was yes. October. Touch on that. Yes, it's very exciting. Um, we just left October, which a lot of people are not aware that it is domestic violence awareness month, along with breast cancer. You know, one of our goals is to maybe eventually get the NFL to show up in some purple, just like they do in the pink. But hopefully, we'll we'll see if that looks like next year. But um. It's we want to bring awareness. We understand that there's so many great causes out there. Just domestic violence is also something that needs attention. And this is something we can help change behaviors and and to uh, really get it out there. And November 21st. Tell me about your event. November 21st. That is our uh, brighter day luncheon. That is November 21st. It's at the Renaissance Hotel in Glendale next to the stadium. And this is a free event. One hour free event. Come join us from 12 to 1. Um, you can either call the center, ask for community development. We'll get you um, on the list, or you can just show up. How would they contact you? Email, website, phone number? They can. Our website is um, www.newlifectr.org. They can contact the shelter at the 623-932-4404. Um, they can ask for Corinne. My extension's 103 or, or 104, also for Kelly. 
and just let us know that they want to come to luncheon. We'll email them all the information that they need, make sure they're on the list. And it's very inspiring free event. Who's going to say no to a That's free That's right. Lunch? And it's open to anybody and everyone. But open you must anyone. register. We do ask that you register just yes. to make sure there's about 1,000 people that attend this event. And um, we want to make sure that we get you in there and not scrambling for seats or anything. And there is no obligation to give. It is a fundraiser, but there's other ways you can give. And the community, community can donate to the website Absolutely. and call. What's that number? One more time. 623-932-4404. Corinne, Jenna, I want to thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for we having me. We couldn't touch everything. Well, I just want to acknowledge that and get this going. Yes. The, and, you know, I want to thank you for tuning into the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. Wednesday, November 5th, Father Matters is hosting a job and training institute. Log on to fathermatters.org for more information. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.